0: Recently we haven't had a lot of gaga news, but there is gaga news this week. (gasps) There is Oh wait, there is. Yes there there is. is. Yeah, (laughs) you you I was like, girl, you should know more about this than me. So how does it feel as a Gaga fan to see Art Pop get the redemption arc that I guess it deserves, question mark?
1: Um, I'm very happy that people like Art Pop again and that people are buying it and supporting it. I never believed for one second that there was an Art Pop Part 2, ever. It's never true whenever fans think, like, remember whenever Kendrick Lamar, people thought Kendrick Lamar was going to have a second damn album
0: called Nation? That wasn't real. Or for for straight bros like me, we all thought that Radiohead's The King of Limbs was going to have a part two because the album was very, very short. And at the (laughs) end of it, he says, if you thought this was it, you were wrong. That's the final lyric. We read way too much into that one.
1: Too much into that. No, ma'am. I've come around to King of Limbs. Uh, I now no longer like... Moonshaped Pool.
0: Oh, that album's garbage. You heard it here first, it's folks. I think shit. that album is so boring. It's definitely their, like, adult contemporary, like, We're Old Now album, and I think it's just totally
1: yes. a snooze fest. Well, I saw him on that tour, and it was all the songs they played were, like, so much more, like, upbeat and fun, and it just didn't translate on the record, and it's like, oh, God. Like, I like Daydreaming a lot. Yeah. That was major. Love the video when he's in the elevator. And walking good. through shit. PTA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did yeah. it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love PTA. Um, but yes, art pop is fantastic. Everyone streams swine. Um, that song is perfect.
0: I am gonna be honest with you, Dylan. I feel like I listened to that album like once all the way through back in the day and I didn't really care for it. But like my hot take is that, you know, I'm just not really the biggest Gaga fan. It never really happened. That makes my
1: my heart, I'm my sorry. heart is broken. I'm
0: sorry. Like my parents loved okay. me, so I didn't need Lady Gaga. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, you've never bought them before, so you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, I'm just too much
0: of a top to like Lady Gaga.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, we exist. We're out here. Tops can love Gaga, too. And now came talk. Talk, talk. Talk, <laughs> talk.
0: Hi, right. hello everybody. Hi. Welcome to Straight People Movies. It's the podcast where each week we two gays explore movies straight people love and we just ask,
1: why? 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 I, I have you here for the next 10 minutes, just uh, if you don't mind, why? Why?
0: Why? 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 Why?
1: Why? 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 Why?
0: Why? Why? I'm Kirk Van Sickle.
1: I'm Dylan Garcia.
0: And welcome, welcome, welcome. Before we get started with the episode, we would like to talk about something that's going to be happening in just a few days from now. We are going to be a part of Austin's SketchFest. We are going to be performing on April 24th, this Saturday, at 10 p.m., right after the headliners of the festival. And it's going to be full of surprises. If you enjoy yes. this podcast, you've got to tune in, because mm-hmm. this is going to be unlike any episode we've done.
1: Unlike. Girl. We're going to be talking about so many fucking movies next week.
0: Oh, girl. we're We're going through them. So you're going to have to just mm-hmm. tune in and see which movies we're talking about.
1: If you've seen a movie... We're talking about it.
0: We're talking about every movie that's ever existed, ever.
1: Every single movie. We're going to be talking about American Pie, American Honey, American Maid, American Beauty, and an American Werewolf in London, Miss Thing. Yes. We're talking about all mama. of them. Happy Fourth of July, bitch. Yes, honey. <laughs> I can't
0: wait for it to be
1: summer. It's going to, oh my God, I'm going to be kissing everyone. Mm hmm. Let's get into today's movie. I'm very, very, very excited to talk about this movie.
0: Yeah, me too. And there's actually a kind little of peek a, behind fun, the a little fun yeah. background story to why we decided to do this film in the first place. But first off, yeah. what are we going to be doing today, Dylan?
1: We are watching The Train to Busan. I added a the for no reason. We're watching Train to Busan. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I kept saying in my head... This train is to Busan, in the voice of Girls on Fire from Alicia, by Alicia Keys. <laughs> this train is to Busan. I, just, I don't know why. All Anytime, trains. Oh, whatever. All trains go to Busan. <laughs> all trains go to Busan, girl. Um, all right, so let's just get a little quick recap of uh, What Train to Busan, if you haven't seen it before, because uh, this is our first actual foreign language movie. Uh, our first non American we've done British movies. Have we done
0: a British movie? I think that everything we've done so far has been mirror. Okay. No, Mad Max Fury Road is technically an Australian movie.
1: There we go. It was part of the Commonwealth. So this is a but this is our second this is our first full-on non-English language film. Uh we will be reading everyone's names to the best of our abilities. We are trying, we promise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we got we so, gave ourselves a uh a, a Really quick lesson in Korean pronunciation uh, before we did this, and if you got any tips or want to let us know how horrible of a job we did, we are definitely open to that feedback.
1: Please, we I would love to one day be able to just like say this correctly, but my heart is in it. This move, just before we even get started with this, I fucking love this movie so goddamn much.
0: Oh yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite movies I've seen recently. I neither of us mm-hmm. had seen it before. We decided to do it for the episode. Um, I'm a big horror movie nut. In case I haven't mentioned that before on the pod, so it's always very exciting to see a horror movie that I like because I've seen quite a few of them, and a lot of them are, in fact, very bad uh, movies. But this
1: so, one is very, very, very good. This one is very, very good. Enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. Uh, so once again, this movie is "Train to Busan." It's a 2016 film directed by Yon Sang Ho, and it stars Gong Yoo Ma Dong Suk, My New Husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> yes, Daddy. <sighs> oh, oh, I just want him to. We'll talk about it. I... <laughs> <Snap> <laughs> we'll talk
0: about it. Every bone in my body.
1: Truly, throw me off of every moving train uh also jung yu mi kim An, kim yu sung choi wang jik and an su hi the film follows sioku a workaholic fund manager who is accompanying his young daughter An on the titular train to busan uh, a zombie gets on and quickly infects a large portion of the train turning you know there's a bunch of zombies now <laughs> uh the remaining few uh are a high school baseball team a man and his pregnant wife and the true villain of the movie uh, the ceo of a train company fight for survival
0: and there you have it. And it is just balls to the wall, pretty much action, gore, mama, special effects all the way through. And it is once a it starts, ride. it starts. Yeah, it's it, it's a ride.
1: It's a train to Busan. It's a
0: train to Busan. And guess what?
1: Spoiler alert: They get to Busan. They get to Busan. Well, and, and you, when I, you will not believe the method of transportation they used to get there. <laughs> when and when we say they. It, A handful of people make it to Busan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) More than one person makes it to Busan. (laughs) Um,
0: All right. Well, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, uh, there's kind of a fun background onto why we decided to do this movie. Um, So in case you did not know, we are part of a movie club. And we also have a website as well, movieclubatx.com. And essentially, this movie club meets together as often as we can, and we have a very cool system of how we choose movies. We never know what we're going to watch until we get there. Every person takes a turn. We have, like, round um, themes and things like that. And right now, we're doing a freestyle round, so we had no idea what to expect. And our wonderful co-peer uh, peer person, co-club yeah, member, facilitator. facilitator, Stephanie Agana, chose this movie. And she is. She always brings uh, a lot of really fun movies to the club. She's a big fan of horror movies. And she also mm-hmm. loves things that are very visually stunning. And Train DuBasson definitely did not disappoint in those two arenas. Um, no, ma'am. So much fun to watch with other people. And we decided, hey, what the fuck? We wanted to do a movie not in the English language. Mm-hmm. We were going to do Old Boy, spoiler alert. And it did not happen because we could not find it streaming anywhere
1: truly anywhere if you know where you can find old boy like please let us know after you read us to death for our terrible korean pronunciation please i don't know send us a dvd of old boy send us
0: a dvd of old boy that has no english subtitles because girl yes i I live either way
1: that's it there we go that's how i saw um pan's labyrinth i still haven't seen it fully in english or english whatever because i saw it in peru uh, in the theaters And they, were, of course they were going to fucking subtitle it It's in Spanish So I just saw the movie And so I've never seen it Don't know what it's about That's
0: kind of fun I actually have a story like that But it's with a Korean movie called A Tale of Two Sisters A serve Ooh. A serve of a oh, horror movie Mama. And I watched it when I was in Mexico on vacation When I was a kid with Spanish subtitles And I took Spanish <laughs> in high school So I was having a lot of fun trying to figure out what the fuck that movie was about not to mention You're like the movie itself. Okay. Yeah, the um. movie itself also makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's always really fun. But, yeah, so we decided to do Train to Busan. Um, we
1: Like mid-movie. Yeah, like literally
0: last minute. We're like, we're doing this because it was so much fun. And we really want to share our thoughts on it. And also, we thought it was a perfect fit for the pod because zombies are the straightest monster of the oh, famous yes. horror movie monsters i think
1: i think every other monster is gay yeah oh Dracula. frankenstein gay. gay dracula's very Frank gay mummies gay, uh, gay. A, f- a faggot oh my god mummies is they fully can say faggot
0: yeah and uh, i mean witches we don't even need to say werewolves we don't need to werewolves are bisexual
1: We're, yeah werewolves are bisexual wolfman though Ooh,
0: that's just that's just Ooh. horny. I don't know what that is. That's just like horny. It.
1: I don't know what he is. I want. I'll take a bite. Mm, bitch, I want mm. to at the moon with you. Ooh, yes, Alexa, play "Bark at the Moon" by Ozzy Osbourne.
0: <laughs> but like, <sighs> we meant yeah. It's uh, zombies. I think tend to be, you know, I would say the type of horror movies that a lot of straight people. Like, to watch. Especially, I feel like a lot of people that are not usually into horror movies will, like, watch a zombie movie.
1: Or they'll watch The Walking Dead.
0: Right. Which is probably what really got them into zombies in the first
1: place. Oh, yeah. Well, also, I think, like, the metaphor for zombie is, like, the easiest to understand. Where it's, like, dead, then they were alive. And then it's, like, they're just con- they're just mindless consumers, man. Totally. Where it's, like, th- Dracula has a much deeper metaphor uh, Which is obviously uh, Frankenstein Obviously definitely Zomb- Zombies easy Zombies
0: always end up Especially because of George A. Romero's Like Dawn of the mm-hmm. Dead Have become kind of a metaphor For like Social issues And political issues And you know Street people love To watch movies About those kinds of things mm-hmm. Hello the Trial, Chicago movie. 7
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> We know that you're About all seven monsters <laughs>
0: But um, so, yeah, and this movie definitely has all of those things that we just mentioned. It definitely ends up being, you know, kind of like 28 Days Later, where it's less about the zombies and more about the how the remaining humans react to the zombies and the way they treat yes. each other because of it.
1: But it's not like overwhelming. It's not like, look at the monster that is human. It's very like, it's thoughtful and it's about, the movie takes the social commentary about as seriously as it does everything else. Which is relatively kind of lighthearted, I think. The movie's not like lighthearted, but it's like not heavy-handed. Totally, this isn't Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead* right which slaps, but
0: yeah, I, and and I like the movie. It's interesting because I, I read some reviews on Letterbox where a lot of people that didn't really care for the movie called it cheesy or like sentimental. But I actually think the movie earns a lot of those yes. moments because the character development. Uh, especially in a zombie action movie is actually pretty stellar in this one and everyone has really great arcs really great stories you really mm-hmm. understand all the characters the acting's great and i feel like the moments that are a little bit more on the like sentimental side yeah i think they work yeah i like
1: it especially because like i think the last the last like 10 minutes maybe get really sentimental but i think it like kind of we did laugh a little bit at the spoiler alert for this is a spoiler if you haven't watched this movie are you're listening to this podcast spoiler but whenever um the dad just got bit by a zombie and he's slowly turning into a zombie and he realizes and remembers the first time he ever held his daughter and it's shot very <laughs> much like terrence malick and doing like a i don't know a pampers commercial it's a, that's a little <laughs> terrence corny like
0: doing a pampers commercial
1: <laughs> look he's done a google commercial he'll do a pampers one i know he'll stoop down there but yeah that's probably the most like quarantine moment of the movie but it's like 10 seconds like calm down.
0: Right, and the very very ending worked.
1: Oh, the very ending is so good.
0: The very ending. Worked. <laughs> and um yeah, it's it, it's a great movie. It has everything that you want in a movie. It's fast-paced, it's got great special effects, good acting, well-written. It's just a really fun roller coaster ride of a movie. Um yes. it reminded me a lot of The War of the Worlds um in terms mm-hmm. of it's kind of like just being kind of almost overwhelmed. Um, I mean, I would say War of the Worlds was a little bit more anxiety-inducing than this one. This one's a lot more fun, but it's a similar kind of like, everything just happens so fast. It's just like, boom, yeah. it's the zombie apocalypse, bitch. Like, we're on a train. What the fuck are <laughs> we going to do?
1: I just imagine it's Britney, bitch, but it's the zombie apocalypse, bitch. It's the zombie apocalypse, bitch.
0: But yeah, it's it's definitely one of the, you know, I think... What's interesting about Train to Busan, and actually I, I think Korean movies in general, is I think they've become kind of the most popular uh, non-American movies that Americans watch at this point. Mm-hmm. Partially probably because of Parasite winning Best Picture a couple years ago. But even before Parasite, there was kind of like, I think everything kind of led up to Parasite.
1: Because, yeah, well, like there's a reason we were going to talk about Old Boy. Right, it's like that's the ultimate foreign language film, straight people movie.
0: Yeah, totally. Like Old Boy is, I I would say from my experience, kind of the gateway movie, uh, foreign movie for American audiences, especially like bro-y cinephile types. And mm-hmm. I think Korean movies offer a lot of things, obviously, that American movies don't. That I think people really like a lot. I think that mm-hmm. Train to Busan is a great example of it. Where I feel like whatever the movie is. Whoever the director is There's just this general vibe I've noticed across the board That they just go for it A hundred percent Like if it's a drama baby It's a drama If it's got comedy in it It's fucking comedy And if it's a horror movie There's gonna be hundreds And hundreds and hundreds Of zombies bitch (laughs) My,
1: There are so many fucking zombies In this goddamn movie
0: such a ridiculous Amount of zombies It's crazy
1: It's like the only thing I can remind, remind me of Is World War Z Where like did you ever see that?
0: I haven't. That's the one with Brad Pitt, right?
1: Yeah, it's fine. Um, but the zombies almost like there's so many of them they almost like flow like water. Oh yeah, like I loved just, that. That was so a really cool.
0: cool gag. Was like they would like kind of tumble on top of each other and it almost looked like a tidal wave.
1: Yes. Of human Ugh. bodies. And nuts. what I like a lot about it is that like I feel like every segment is... It's kind of Mad Maxian, where it's like every segment is basically the same. They're on the train, they're zombies, but every segment feels so different. Like it, I There was a, like the Roger Ebert review, because uh, Stephanie Agano, we love her so much, in addition to bringing great movies, always brings very thorough presentations Definitely. whenever we do a movie. Um, and she brought a Roger Ebert quote where it was like, yeah, it kind of repeats itself. And the first hour is great, but then it kind of repeats itself a little bit. And it's like... Not really. Yeah, <laughs> like I It's disagree. working in like a key. Yes, I mean,
0: yes, it's a lot. It's every single scene is a different variation of getting from A to B, but that's what a great action or adventure movie is supposed to be, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not supposed to have this convoluted plot. It's just about people yeah. surviving. And I think there's something very entertaining and stressful about watching people just trying to like, like having a plan to execute last minute that is like life or death and just trying to see if people can do it. It's... It's very human fight or flight shit. I think that that's why people mm-hmm. are very engaged when they watch things like this. It just kind of brings out these instincts that I yeah. wouldn't have, obviously, in the situation I would die oh, in. Oh, my God. Minutes.
1: We will get into it, but there are two characters in this movie that are us. I've never seen a better Kirk and Dylan representation. Oh, yeah, it's the movie. definitely a
0: Kirk and Dylan. Like, we are in this <laughs> film. Um, yes. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside of the movie being special effects, you know, action, you know, zombies. It's also got a pretty great, like bunch of characters, I think. Yes. And but everyone is so well-defined totally. And they define them quickly. Like the writing is very taut. And I, mm-hmm. one of the things that we're going to pretty probably bringing up a lot is the main character of the movie. Let me look up his name one more time. Uh, Sioku, he is, is a very classic, greedy, like, upper-class, like, hedge fund manager who Mm -hmm. doesn't have time for his daughter. He's getting divorced from his wife. He's a piece of shit. They established that right away. And throughout the the movie, goddamn, his journey from being a a selfish piece of shit to being a great dad to being someone who's a hero who helps people, it was really, like, beautiful to see. I mean, sure, maybe that's cheesy, but, like, that's what we need in this world, man. Like, we need more characters like, like that.
1: I, it's like, I don't, I feel like, I don't want my zombie movies to be, like, A24 movies. I don't want an A24 zombie movie. That sounds like the worst thing in the entire world. Yeah, I want it's a zombie movie The Dead movie Don't Die, be... and
0: no one liked it.
1: Oh, oh, forgot about that. Isn't, like, Iggy Pop in that? Yeah, and, like, Chloe Sevigny. Yee. Oh, God, you think I'd like... Oh, it's Jim Jarmusch, but... Yeah.
0: I mean, I love him,
1: usually, but... I haven't seen. But it. when whenever he's not on, he's not on.
0: Oh, girl, totally. But yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I think it does everything really well. Like especially, I just want to talk about him so much. This is oh, here we Seog. go. Here we go. Oh my god, Mama.
0: Mama, yeah, it's um our uh, another member of our movie club. Um. No, 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 it was Stephanie who told us. But she was, like, very excited for her husband to hear this because he, like, loves this kind of, like, actor. Because this guy, apparently, uh, Ma Dong-suk, he is – was a personal trainer for, I believe, the director. And he just got kind of, like, hired to be in this movie. And he is by far the best part of the movie. And he's going to be in Chloe Zhao's The Eternals. Incredible. Which is super cool. And his character is just, like, a totally, like, burly bear of a guy. Who Mm -hmm. has this, like, pregnant wife that he's, like, protecting at all costs. He's, like, the perfect husband. He fucking tells the protagonist, like, what's up constantly because the protagonist is a fucking douchebag. And he's just an all-around great guy. He's also very hot. It's upsetting. (laughs) It's, like, literally, like, it's like Dylan Bate, y'all.
1: Oh, my God. It is – if someone can pick me up with one hand and then just – squeeze my little head till it pops off. That's my kind of man right there, baby. Mm, And he's that times three. Oh, girl, he does. Oh, there's a scene in the middle of the movie where they're going from one car to the train to the other, and he puts, like, duct tape around his arms, like, leather bands. or like What are they? Girl, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. He got something from the baseball player. One of the baseball player kids, like, opened up a fucking bag, and it had a bunch of straps in it. I don't know what that's for. I used to play baseball. I don't even know what that's for yeah, all, he just put, oh, my God, could you imagine if he's covered in jockstraps? Mm. Mm. Oh, God. Mm. Woof, um, but, yeah, he he, <laughs> he fights his way through the train, and it's incredible. Yeah, He's I, incredible. I love him.
0: Yeah, he's truly one of the best characters I've seen in a horror movie in a while. And clearly it resonated mm-hmm. with people because he's going to be in a big blockbuster here in America. Yes. So we love that we're going to get to see more of him. I'm so um, excited. Yeah, and the rest of <laughs> Americans that haven't seen Train to Busan can fall in love with him like us.
1: Uh, yeah, please. Uh, uh. Um, why do straight people like this movie?
0: I think that straight people love this movie, again, because I think straight people just really like love Korean cinema. Now, it's not just like straight people. There's a lot of gay people that love Korean cinema. Hello, the handmaiden yes. is right there, Henny. Oh but my God. like, I think that, you know, a lot like the host by Bong Joon-ho. I think that like it's, there's something really fun about watching these horror movies from over there because they just, they have fun with it. It's kind of like what jaws mm-hmm. did and what aliens did. It's like horror movies are all like that. Kind of like you said, a 24, like, Kind of cerebral thing Which I love But I feel like We've forgotten to have fun With the genre And I feel like Train to Busan Is a fun action horror movie And street people Love that shit Aliens is probably For a lot of street people That don't like horror Probably one of their favorite Horror movies Because it is such a fun movie To watch Mm -hmm. And it reminded me A lot of Aliens
1: And I think there's like A a kind of like it's, I think what we talked about it in drive but it's like a kind of a mondo draft house sort of sensibility oh, totally. Whereas like if you're like attuned to that sort of subculture of film Korean cinema is very much a big part of your film uh, diet
0: oh definitely I mean like the yeah like we were saying like Korean movies just on average at least the ones that seem to get like a lot of noise over here tend to be like very balls to the wall and it's just mm-hmm. like it's just a lot of fun to watch
1: and, yeah. and it was also like Neon, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's also like Neon and, oh, I guess they used to be Draft House Films, uh, were big distributors of Korean films, like one of our favorite movies for Movie Club and just favorite movies in the past 10 years or so is um, Pieta, oh. which is a Kim Ki-duk movie um, and incredible. And that, was a, that was a really early Draft House slash Neon film. Definitely. And I don't know what I'm going from there, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I do agree that this Train to Busan, obviously, you know, as we saw in Parasite won Best Picture, like, a lot of asshole white dudes are going to be like, oh, look, like, I don't watch movies with subtitles. But I think for people that are willing, which I think is a lot of people, actually, which is great, mm-hmm. that are willing to watch movies that are not in the English language, like, I think Train to Busan, I mean, it did relatively well over here. Um, it got some noise over here. People have been telling me to watch this movie for years. Yep. Um, since it's come out, and it's just... I think it's, like, snowpiercer, but good to a lot of people, too. <laughs> so you got that part. Uh, that, I think, is a selling factor. And, yeah, I, I, I think that straight people feel... cool Like, that's what's so funny, is I feel like a lot of straight people like think they feel cool when they like a foreign movie, but what's so funny about Train to Busan is that it is, even though it's great, a pretty straightforward movie, it just does it really, really well.
1: It's not like... Yeah, it mind It'd blowing It would be like if your favorite movie was like Korean Fast and Furious. Yeah, it,
0: exactly. It's kind of like in that vein. It's definitely like got mainstream blockbuster appeal and it was a blockbuster in Korea and in other places. There were parts sequels Asia.
1: made or like uh, spiritual sequels made to it. Yeah, it was it's going to be like remade in English, which is Yeah. That's bad when you idea. know it was
0: successful for movies when we have to fucking butcher it.
1: Yeah, no, please don't do that.
0: Please just see but, this movie. I mean, like this movie. It's not is that it. hard. It's not <laughs> hard. It was very easy. It's on Shutter, baby. Just watch it on Shutter. Yeah. $5 it also wouldn't
1: make sense in America. Like, where are they filming? Like on the L, and like there's no like high speed rail in America.
0: But yeah, I, but uh, I think that another thing that makes this movie very straight, and it's something we've talked about quite a bit on the pod, is it is. Daddy Issues Town. Ooh, it's a train yes, man. to fatherhood. <laughs> like the movie's entire narrative and why I think the narrative is really powerful and works is because it's all about the protagonist's journey into being a better father and a.k.a. a better person, really, at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Um, and the villain of the movie um, girl, is... This older, I mean, God, he's got to be one of the most horrible people to ever be in a movie. (laughs) Every time he was on screen, we were like, why is he still alive? Like, I was so mad that he kept living and living and living through everything. He's, like, a selfish piece of shit. He, like, sacrifices other people to live. He's, like, manipulative. He gets people, like, to, like, he like fear mongers, all that kind of stuff. And someone, or Chris in our movie club pointed out that it's very much like, oh, who he would have been if like the main character who he would have been if he hadn't changed through this experience. And I thought that was a really cool kind of foil to his character.
1: Yeah. And even like um, with uh, Ma Dong-chuk character, he is like who he was where it's like, here's a father excited to see his baby. And then you had the ghost of Christmas past and gross, ghost of Christmas future.
0: Right, exactly. And And also, I you know, I want to I've noticed this trend a little bit too in straight people movies. Straight people movies love a little girl who can cry on cue, baby. Oh mama. And, and and Miss Thing does it. Miss Suhan does it. Oh, she's good. She's good. <laughs> I like her a lot. But I have noticed that like little boys, if they're in peril, yeah, fight back, you little pussy. But when it's a little mm-hmm. girl, you're like, "Oh, you're
1: like, that's my daughter." That's my
0: daughter. And it's got very that vibe. I I find that with the whole daddy issues angle in movies, it's like if it's son father, it's all about like the estranged relationship trying to be mended. And then of course it doesn't. And then Mm -hmm. with daughters, it's always very like, no, be a good dad to your daughter. It's very John Mayer's daughter. Yes. It's very that.
1: (laughs) Um, My favorite note that I think you may have ever put in our document is just trains. (laughs)
0: I don't know. I, I wasn't sure, but trains are straight, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like trains... Nah, I don't know. I feel do, like trains and movies are boy, straight. Do
0: little gay boys play with like toy trains?
1: I didn't. I oh, I don't know. Is Thomas the Tank Engine gay? Or I is mean, he just like, all asexual? All children's
0: animation and live action like programming is gay. Very, Correct. very gay.
1: Uh, except Paw Patrol, because they're cops. Yeah, we don't like cops. We don't like cops, even if they're dogs. Um, um, yeah, uh, I, just, I just... Yeah, I'm trying like... to think of like a like a straight... Of a gay train movie, because I was trying to... This movie has uh, just a spoiler alert for one of our upcoming segments. It's very hard to think of a gay recommendation for. Totally, because uh, this movie is
0: very broy and macho. It's like
1: this or fucking Snowpiercer. Have fun. Uh, yeah, right.
0: I guess Snowpiercer's kind of gay just because everyone hates it, and everyone hates gay people.
1: Well, also... Well, also because Tilda Swinton's in it, Octavia Spencer's in it, and Allison Pill are in it.
0: My queen, Allison Pill.
1: Girl, Allison Pill. And
0: she's oh, we love that bitch. Um, but yeah, I actually I don't even think it's just trains that are gay though. I think like planes are gay or, or sorry, planes are straight. Trains planes are straight. straight. All like locomotive vehicles, anything that like runs on a machine to me is yes. straight.
1: Okay, even, like, well, even Lawnmowers, we had David Lynch's The Straight Story. It's in the title.
0: There you go, baby. I don't uh, know. Boats, I think that it's, Miami Vice, it's like, Speed 2. Uh, all the gays out there that, like, are engineers are going to kill me. But, like, machines are straight. I'm sorry. Maybe, like, <laughs> maybe robots are kind of gay. Like, robots are so gay. Robots are kind of gay. But anything that's, like, to get us from A to B is straight to me.
1: Yeah. Well, it's because the thing is we don't know how to drive riot because our machines are confusing. Are big our brains aren't big enough. Like what? <laughs> no. We can't fill that void with what a what a yield sign is or what a sp- speed limit is.
0: I think the movie's also very straight too because the women in the movie are all I mean, we'll get into some of the women in the movie Iconic. that we are in love with. But but most of the women in the movie are, like, very damsel in distress. Like, the men mm-hmm. are the ones that fight back. Like, they're the ones with a lot of the agency in the movie. Which is, like, whatever. It's fine. Like, you you're, you expect that when you watch an action-type movie. Um, yes. But it's definitely... Got that flavor to it of just like let's save the. Wo-. it's There's a pregnant woman in it, and there's a little girl okay. in it, and then there's like the little baseball. And boys. there's really women. cute girlfriend named Jing Hee who I just adored because uh, she was like just trying to call her boyfriend. And what's funny is they're not even it. boyfriend girlfriend. She was trying to, and I love that mm, for her. He was too shy. He
1: was too shy. Oh, so, Aww,
0: so, so many great characters aw. in this movie. So much fun
1: to watch. Oh god, this it's movie so, is so fucking great. good. Everyone wants so this movie. good. Okay, but back to trains. What about Murder on the Orient Express? Oh, that's, that's gay.
0: Or Strangers yeah, on gay. a Train by Alfred Hitchcock train- is also a gay movie gay. too. So, so maybe trains are a little more queer than I originally thought. They're like, they're kind of like uh, Colton Underwood. You know, wouldn't expect it, but here we are. <laughs> but he's there. But he's there, baby. Out loud source code though,
1: that one is source code is straight.
0: Source code is super straight, but the director of that movie's first movie Moon
1: has got gay vibes. Gay vibes, Vera Farmiga, she's gay, but it's not enough to uh to to save that. Yeah, the presence of
0: Vera Farmiga period is just gay. <laughs> Vera Farmiga. <laughs> Sarah Paulson stole the career that Vera Farmiga was supposed to
1: have fully. Oh, you know that there's like a picture of. Sarah Paulson and Vera Farmiga's house that just has, like, cigarette burns in it.
0: Oh, my God. Poor Vera.
1: <laughs> Poor Vera. And then Tatiana, well, Tatiana Vera, what's her, what's her name? What's her daughter? Talia. Time. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Sister. No, it was
0: her, it was her sister. Um, the one that was in the bling ring. Yes. What happened to her, honey?
1: Thaisa Farmiga.
0: Yeah, Thaisa Farmiga.
1: She uh died in the first season of American Horror Story, and I guess she... It was in the house, and so she must live in that house forever.
0: Yeah, Ryan Murphy said, mm. <clears throat> Oh, wait, she's in Coven, though, right?
1: Oh, yeah, she is in Coven. Girl, I am not okay. here to talk
0: about fucking Ryan Murphy.
1: Oh, my God. If we ever talk about Ryan Murphy for more than five minutes, please report us to the FTC or To something. the authorities. To the authorities, yeah. Report us to Paw Patrol. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, so it's pretty obvious what makes this movie straight. You got zombies, you got action, you've got women with no agency, you've got brawny dudes with great one-liners. There is
1: violence against women. Oh, yeah. But that comes Tons in the territory, I
0: guess, for a movie like this. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, zombies going to be, be eating anybody. They're not going to be like, oh, they don't care. W- women and children, you know, go first. We'll eat all the <laughs> Yeah, they're not first. putting them on the women it's and not like children. like Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but is there anything gay about this movie,
1: Dylan? So we have been kind of talking around it But there are two characters that we haven't mentioned yet um, I do not know their names um, Because to me And to Kirk, they are Barb and Star um, There yes, are two man. sisters who are either Either they are 20 years old Or 70 years old uh, Their makeup is not very good um, They are iconic So everything are, about this movie Literally Literally The fucking best I... This is, what we would have done. Scene. this is what we would have done. It's exactly what we would have done. Uh, they're on the train. Their opening scene, when they're getting ready on the train, one of them is uh, preparing a hard boiled egg for the other. And the other goes, Why did you bring that on here? And she's like, Whatever. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> Beautiful. One of them uh, gets. She doesn't get turned into a zombie. Oh, she does get turned into a zombie, but she just lets it happen to her. She's just like. She just gives up. girl. She's just like, I'm done.
0: She's like, there's like literally the door is open for her to come through and be saved. And she just stands there and lets herself get murked by a zombie.
1: Honestly, yeah, it's it's beautiful. She is that Florence and the Machine song. is her and then her sister who's just fully catatonic is in the train filled with the, all the assholes that kicked out this true heroes of the movie and is like you know what fuck it. And then she sees her zombie sister who, which is the most fucking iconic thing because the zombie sister, even when she's fully a zombie is still just like vibing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: She's like literally like not even trying to eat nothing. She's just trying to, she's, she's loving her new
1: undead life. She's like, this is great. Yeah. Oh my God. I
0: have so much energy. Oh my God. Look,
1: (laughs) she's like, I feel either 20 or 70. Um, and she, it's so fucking funny because every other zombie, like, they establish that they, like, as soon as they, like, fully become a zombie, they're, like, teeth out, ass up, that's the way I like to fuck, sort of thing. And she's just not at all like that in the She's not on sees that her. wavelength. She's, she's literally, wavelength. like,
0: hands out, like, just trying to, like, where am I? <laughs> she's honestly meditate. It's like a meditative state. She's, oh, it's beautiful. Zinned out. It's truly gorgeous. I shed a
1: tear. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, my God. And the sister is like, fuck me and fuck everyone else and she just fucking opens the door and, and lets all the all zombies come and just everyone.
0: It's amazing. It's incredible. It's so it it's, it. it's the moment. Get into it. It's the moment. They um, have something to say. Now the question is who is who?
1: <laughs> Good question. Um, I don't like hard-boiled eggs. So, um... <laughs> but I don't remember which one gave <laughs> the one know. with the perm was like uh-uh-uh. So
0: she's the one that opens the door at the end. Yes. See, that's what I thought. I thought that I would just give up.
1: <laughs> You'd be the first to after give I, up I had to go through like,
0: all those good. train cars. I'd just be like, "Girl, yeah. I'm Mama's tired."
1: You're like, I had to get on the train and then I had to get off the train and then I had to go up and down the stairs. No, girl, my Taurus
0: moon ain't having it.
1: Okay, no, she's not.
0: So when that door was open, I was like, I was probably just not even thinking, honey. I was just like, I'm Let's tired. Go. I need a rest you like let ride and then and then you know if y- anyone that knows me knows i'm always trying to find some peace and light in this neurotic brain so <laughs> you know that once i'm a zombie i was feeling that shit
1: feeling oh it honey
0: and i feel Welcome like it, yeah gates. and it makes sense that you would just be kind of like fuck these motherfuckers <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> i'd be the more chaotic one yeah like, that's because that I was that was actually more
0: chaotic choice yeah, because <laughs> you could have just like had that. You could have just been like, "Oh, my sister died. Kirk died. Like, oh, I, I can write a book about it, or <laughs> I could take everyone down with me for funsies." Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, your little coquettish giggle.
1: We love them. They're the new patron saints of the pod. They're iconic. Yeah, they're, they're legendary. if we
0: ever have avatars, which we don't want to do, but if we do, no. it's gonna be them.
1: It's gonna be them. Yeah, if we ever played, like, is EverQuest still a game? No. Girl, <laughs> what is the.
0: G- you and your <laughs> g- weird gaming references.
1: <laughs> if EverQuest is still a thing, um, I would be them in EverQuest. Um, there is one more gay thing, at least I have on my end, which is okay, so the very first zombie you see, and I'm not counting the deer in the very beginning. Uh, But the very first zombie you see is this woman, like, freaking out, and she, like, runs on the train past a guard who isn't paying attention. And the whole time she's she's turning into a zombie, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, which is exactly some shit you do whenever you're drunk as fuck. And you, like, (laughs) threw up all over someone's bathroom and, like, got all over, like, their toothbrush (laughs) and shit, and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry.
0: Just apologizing for dying.
1: Yeah, you're apologizing for something you literally cannot control. (laughs) You're just like, am I inconveniencing you right now?
0: (laughs) That was very iconic behavior. I also think that Jean He as a character, the the little girlfriend who's trying to get her baseball boyfriend to safety. I feel like she is very gay to me. I Mm -hmm. loved her outfit. She's a cheerleader, and she's Mm -hmm. just trying to do the right thing, and all these men are just trying to shut her up. And you know what? She doesn't allow that to stop her.
1: She has a big-ass white phone. Legendary. The bigger the phone, the closer to God.
0: (laughs) She truly is the best. Uh, We love her. Spoiler alert, everyone gets merch that you love in this movie.
1: Yep, every single person. Yeah. I don't have any favorites. Yeah, don't, because you're
0: just going to be very sad. That's why I stopped watching The Walking Dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, You know they made... (laughs) I'm going to cut this out, but who cares? You know they made Walking Dead... um, Magic the Gathering cards. Stop. No. They're like Stop. playable characters. I can't. Yeah. One of them is Steven Yun, and Steven Yun's is so just homophobic. It looks so, like, it's such a shitty card, and it looks like shit, too. Oh,
0: he's such a legend.
1: I know. He truly, it's, I hate him. Like, I love him so much, but I hate him because he started an improv.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, Dylan. Isn't
1: it the worst thing in the entire world where it's like, oh, no, you can make it out. You can be a regular person. He's the only funny you're the only cool improviser. Well, yeah. Also he, the only funny improviser.
0: The only funny person to have ever lived.
1: I know, God. I'm anybody so- comes at anything Fest. I said.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Steven Yun is our special guest. Oh my god,
0: that'd be so legendary.
1: Could you imagine if he was like that was the last promotional stop for Minari? They were like, Hey, I'm your agent. We found this podcast for you to be on. Can you do it? And he's like, whatever.
0: Yeah, he's like, I got time to kill. The Oscars
1: are the next day. Who do you think? Quick, just a quick just thought experiment. Um, who do you think would stop by our podcast if we were doing an episode right before the Oscars to promote their show? I have the first person that came to my mind was Melissa Leo.
0: Oh my God, you Melissa! You know she would, would come to our show. Love it, <laughs> Melissa would love it, darling. I'd be like, Queen, you should have won for Frozen River, bitch.
1: Yeah, and God, that would save us a lot of trouble. <laughs> you know she would come up to the podcast recording fully in like, that like fucking like white fur coat. And was like, man, this is audio only. And she's like, I know. Ah. <laughs> That's my Melissa Leo impression.
0: I feel like Olivia Coleman would come on the pod.
1: Oh, she would. Oh, yeah. She'd be down. She'd be game.
0: Olivia Coleman would be like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and just <laughs> laugh the whole time.
1: She'd be like, can I say faggot here? We'd be like, oh, like, Olivia Coleman, yeah, we gave you, you did, permission years ago You can say you say Oscar. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> well, oh, Lord.
0: Um, <laughs> our gay okay. recommendation.
1: It's Okay, so this is a part of the episode where we recommend a movie that is... Uh, while you're watching this movie, you are like, this is too straight for me. You need a gay movie to come down from it. This is where we normally would put a movie... That is, like, pretty parallel to it, although normally I go pretty chaotic. Um, this one, however... Is I not mean, chaotic? Only, it's not I don't think it's... I mean... <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. This one is of all the ones that I've ever suggested, uh, which is... They're all psychotic, but I think this one might be the most of a stretch, even more so than in our Lost Fight Club episode, whenever I suggested I Heart Huckabee's. Um okay. So I am suggesting a movie. It's a road trip movie, um very episodic. There are challenges that face every like ten minutes or so that are basically all the same, but there's just different locations and different things happen. Uh which leads to a big almost musical number with a bunch of people in one area and lots of action coming from side to side to side and stages change and it's a big chaotic scene and everyone learns to love each other at the end. (laughs) I don't even want to, I feel so stupid. It's magic Mike XXL girl, bitch girl. Okay. Look, I can't think of, there's only two other train movies and it's like, I'm not going to recommend source code. (laughs) Uh, And then like, I guess, I guess no piercer is like the gay version of this, but like, Snowpiercer feels like more queer than gay.
0: No, definitely.
1: Yeah. Although <laughs> I know what baby tastes like. That's fucking gay, bitch. <laughs> I know what baby tastes like. Um <laughs> spoiler for fucking Snowpiercer. Um But no, like in this movie it's just like it's I, I was like it it kinda reminded me of a road movie and where it's like you it's very episodic. Uh this movie is much much, much, much more fun, but it's still fun like how Train to Busan is fun it's not too serious but it's not stupid Um, Magic Mike XSL is just fucking great just it's not just watch that movie also in addition to who cares
0: okay well, there you have it, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I tried so hard. <laughs> no, this was a really tough one. I think for me, I was a little inspired by uh, Stephanie's presentation about this movie, and I would like to mention that, you know, I would, I have noticed over the years that there is a subgenre of gay that I would kind of consider myself part of, like gorehound gays.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know what is wrong with us, but some of us really just have bloodlust, honey. Uh, we saw
1: Saw too early
0: we saw saw too early and we were like, that looks fun. Carrie mm-hmm. Ellis is hot. Even yeah, he he's is cutting his fucking foot off or whatever the fuck happens. In that movie. Um, mm-hmm. but I, you know, being someone that is really into horror, I got into Lucio Fulci, um, who's considered the Godfather of Gore. He's Dario Argento's contemporary, but not as, uh, well known, I think, or as watched in America because his mm-hmm. movies are absolutely fucking filthy, disgusting, gross, campy, nightmares with bad acting and just the most horrendous special effects and they are so stilted and so wooden and like literally like a girl will be like faced with like the most disgusting looking zombie and like not even run away she'll just be like ah and like stand in one place and let herself (laughs) get murked and i think that that's gay behavior to just like try to look pretty while you're being killed um by oh, something yeah. absolutely disgusting. Um and I would recommend uh I, the Beyond is particularly Ooh. stupid and fun. Um definitely stupid and fun in a different way than Train to Busan is, but sometimes it's fun to watch something that's just low budget and doing the best it can.
1: <laughs> just like us.
0: Yeah, and um so yeah, if you're you're into gore, if you're into zombies, but you've watched your Dawn of the Deads, you've watched your Trying to Busan's. You've watched your 28 Days Laters. You know, I would highly recommend getting into some Lucio Fulci. He's he's mm. naughty.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, this is the end. We are in Busan now. Oh, my God. We, will... we
0: finally made it.
1: Which one of us will be singing Aloha Oi um, while we try not to get sniped death? Um,
0: I feel like that. Singing is something I do when I'm nervous. Okay. So I, I yeah I'll 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 sing Aloha Oi.
1: Okay, and I love being pregnant. So <laughs> so that worked
0: out perfectly. Wow, we really we really know how to put ourselves in our roles here. at Street people
1: movies. We sure do. My name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia and on Instagram and Letterboxed at Garcia.
0: And I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Kirk Van Sickle, K R K V N S C K L E. Woo!
1: Yes. Please. And uh, be sure to check us out. We'll be on Austin Sketch Fest in three days. If you listen to this podcast today, it comes out like you should mm-hmm. uh, at 10 p.m. on Twitch TV. Twitch.tv slash town Theater. Go to the yeah, website. We'll, just go to the website. We'll, we'll, the website. Um, we'll put a link up.
0: Also, I just wanted to say congratulations to us, Dylan. This is our 10th episode.
1: I know. Isn't it wild? It. That's so doing crazy. That. I know. We're famous now. Oh, um, Feels so good. Feels so good. We're going to do this. 10 more times, and then 10 and then more then times after that. And then stop. <laughs> Getting to the number 100. We're going to do the, I will bleep it out right here, we will be doing. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, that is, <laughs> we had to get like, maybe a live episode, we'll do that movie. That's deranged. That That's would be so fucking deranged. funny. That's too deranged. Honestly. Let's do live
0: commentary on that one.
1: Oh, <laughs> if we do a fucking live commentary on we're Holy gonna, shit We're gonna die
0: we're gonna- You're
1: like, do not Secret. Do not You're Snarchy you, bitch You're like, same <laughs> Yeah, same Girl's like, I don't want this anymore uh, Okay, uh, I will be breaking <laughs> yeah, no, all of man. that um y'all have a fabulous day love you love you bye. bye